Welcome to episode 51 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Jackson. <laughs> and I'm Brian Levin. This episode, we sat down with Marshall, Bach, and Sam Sophus, two new hosts on the Spec Network. They're starting shows with Brian, and we chat about that, give you a little bit of a teaser about what's to come. Man, uh, teaser trailers are getting out of hand. They're doing full podcasts about them now? Nope, that's not true. We talked about technical stuff. Guess what, guys? We got into the why of things. We got into the weeds a little bit as well, uh, talking about Sketch. So if you want to learn how to use Sketch properly, listen on. We hope you learned something. If you did, hit us up on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Also, we have a Slack team. Which is where the content of this show came from. People requested information about this, and we put it in the show. Get in there. Exactly. So if you want to chat with us on Slack in real time, before, during, and after the shows, uh, just DM Bryn or I on Twitter or DM Design Details FM with your email address and we will send you an invite. Before we get into the show, we want to thank our sponsors. First sponsor is a new one, Hired.com. So Hired is like a job board in reverse. They focus on getting the applicants on there first and then sending them offers from companies that want to hire them. So unhired software engineers and designers get five plus job offers in a week. Each offer has a salary and equity up front. So they tell you exactly what they're going to pay you from the get-go. There's no playing games after the fact. You don't go into the interview not knowing what is a possibility. There's full-time and contract opportunities. And users can view the offers and accept or reject them before talking to any company. You don't have to waste your time, which is pretty great. Uh, so working with over 2,500 pre-screened companies from startups to large public companies uh, in major tech hubs like San Francisco, LA, Seattle, New York City, Boston, Austin, that rhymes, Chicago, Atlanta, San Diego, London, Toronto, and Washington, D.C. It's completely free to you. It never costs you a penny, and there's no obligations. So you don't have to take anything once you accept it. That's totally fine. If you get a job through them, they'll give you a $2,000 thank you bonus, which is pretty great. That's a, that's a good start. Wait, but it gets better. You can use our special link to double that bonus to $4,000 when you accept a job. All you have to do is go to hired.com slash design details. That's a pretty good deal. If you get a job, you also get $4,000. <laughs> it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Hired.com slash design details. Thanks once again to Hired for sponsoring the show. Our second sponsor for this episode is Code School. We hope you've checked them out. If you haven't, Code School is an online learning destination for both new and existing developers that teaches you how to code through actually entertaining content. They have immersive video lessons with in-browser challenges that help you learn to code by doing, uh, all from the comfort of your browser. Their courses have unique themes and storylines, so it actually ends up feeling more like a game and not like you're sitting through a classroom going task by task. Uh, So if you've been programming for a decade, or if you're just getting started and want to learn, Code School has something for you. They have paths in JavaScript, Ruby, Git, HTML and CSS, and iOS. You can also learn things like Try R and learn more about the Chrome Dev Tools. Uh, they also have an iPhone and iPad app that are free, so you can learn on the go. If you're commuting, wherever you are, you can learn how to code. Right now, more than a million people are using Code School to learn development, improve their existing development skills, and go through these awesome online courses. If you're interested in learning to code or just want to brush up on your skills, go to codeschool.com slash design details and you can get more information and start playing courses today. Thanks so much to Code School for making this episode possible. And with that, let's get into episode 51 with Marshall Bach and Sam Sophus. So something we're doing now is we're going to spend less time introducing people before the show. Mm-hmm. 
and let them introduce themselves on the air. Then it attaches a name to a voice. Mm -hmm. Who are you? My name is Marshall Bach. Should I say what I do? Yep. Uh, I'm the design lead for YouTube Gaming, which is the gaming-specific vertical within YouTube. It is a subset of YouTube, all the, all the awesome gaming content that goes on there. It is a one-stop shop for all your coolest gaming shit coming out this summer. Is that the official line is for your coolest Yeah, one-stop shop shit? for all your coolest gaming shit. Cool. I like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's excellent TM. marketing. 20, Jesus. 2015. YouTube is on game right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on fleek. Google approves. Who are you? Who is this handsome man to my left? We don't need to place him geographically. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who, to yeah. my east. Who is this other disembodied voice? <laughs> That's way more geographical. <laughs> my eastwardly companion. East 9.2 degrees. <laughs> Counterclockwise. We're all uh, looking at you. <laughs> yep. I'm Sam Sovis. I'm an iOS freelancer now. Oh. Do we have to take a drink? Because you said Sovis? Oh, yeah. Ha. Sure. As Wait, he grabs his water. Is this a thing I don't know about? I feel like I'm missing out on... We reference Sam in more episodes than we don't, so <laughs> okay. someone made it. Yeah, I don't listen to the in show. more episodes than we'd like. Someone it's made it. better way to Proposed a drinking game out of it. Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. This, is, this is ringing bells. I feel like I've heard this before. Yeah, I was previously a Venmo. No longer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here is what's happening. You're both each starting a show with Bryn, different topics. Maybe we can start with Marshall and Bryn, talk about what you guys are working on. Sure. Well, our other host is not here. Yeah. Uh, oh, we left him out on bummer. purpose. Oh, did we really? Oh, we don't have enough microphones. Yeah, it's yeah. literally a, a, a four mic setup. Sorry, Josh. Josh Sortino's our other co-host. Yeah, Joshua Sortino. Great, great guy. We see, you see most of your movies with me. Mm-hmm. I, see, I see a lot of movies with him over the years. You've been cheating on me this whole time? I mean, it wasn't cheating when it happened in the past. Mm. <laughs> Technicality, but we'll go. Okay. We, we just went to... <laughs> Time zones, bro. <laughs> This is the most like <laughs> serendipitous event ever where we just, he set up a trip to a movie. Sam was there as well. Mm-hmm. And we went to Mission Impossible. Rogue Nation. He had the strongest opinions on movies I've ever heard. And we're like, well, if we're doing a pop culture movie, we got to have him. Well, you actually haven't Marshall even, actually suggested that. You actually yeah. haven't said what the podcast you're doing is. We're not going to tell him. Oh, we're not? There's pop culture stuff. Pop culture. Wait, just you're kidding. not going to say? Yeah, it's called Vicarious. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. What's the yeah. show about? <laughs> it's we, about, um, well, what was our tagline? Should we do the goofy-ass tagline? That's like yeah, yeah, do the goofy-ass tagline. Drop it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Prepare. <clears throat> Drum roll. Everyday escapism from a designer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Does that sound deep enough? It's not, it's not bad, right? And it's about pop culture, comics, movies. Yeah, comics, movies, video games, TV shows. Basically, like, uh, and the name of the show is Vicarious. I think you said that already. Yep. But, like, the idea of, like... Um, you know, it's a, it's escapism. Like these are things that everybody, or nerds like us at least, uh, participate in. And being designers, we see it through a specific lens. So um, we're going to be talking about this stuff anyways. Uh, so we figured we might as well record it and um, share it with the peeps. When can we expect the first episode? I don't know. <laughs> as soon as it's done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next Monday. We're, we're working on music. We're working on show art. We're just getting it ready. Okay. So yeah. Uh, Plus, no. I mean, we just added Josh. I think that's yep. going to really help the dynamic. And, yeah. Once a week? Question mark. Once a week? Yeah, that's the idea. Every Thursday. <laughs> every every Thursday on the Thursday. Um, but so there's a ton of pop culture podcasts. We wanted to do it from a uh, perspective of looking at like the design challenges in doing it. So the first episode we talked about Ant Man, 
mm-hmm. and the challenges of bringing a comic book to a movie and still meeting business goals like selling toys and things and and the decisions they made clearly address that so just kind of um taking the things that we use to relax and relating them back to what we do that was gonna be interesting so yeah i mean i I, th- I think it'll be interesting to dissect these different media with the lens of of a designer like in the same way that i would dissect a new app that i see or a new site or something like that like uh talking the same language as the people making it and and seeing through the edifice you know that like the normal average joe sees and actually like trying to analyze the structure and and you know the why look look deeper yeah yeah exactly so what's the format gonna be is it just a roundtable discussion or is there like a kind of structure to it there's a loose structure okay mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be what half hour to yeah we're gonna hour? try to keep it but i mean i think we'll have trouble keeping it under under two hours <laughs> like especially with we, we've recorded us. two test episodes that mm-hmm. it, we were aiming for half an hour and we got two yeah twice we've, twice. we've spent four hours talking about ant-man <laughs> we we've that's spent more than four hours time. watching ant-man though so that's true yeah that's true it, it's like um yeah it's pretty the ratio is correct Oh, actually, the ratio is probably not correct, but... We could always have more Ant-Man. That movie was great. Wait, what are they? We could always have more Ant-Man. Yeah, that was a good... I think that made it to the, my top five top five Marvel movies. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Ah, fuck. I'm giving stuff away. Sorry. It will also be explicit, so if you like, if you like <laughs> the F-bombs and the S-bombs, it'll happen. Capital E. Mm-hmm. Don't listen with your kids. Are your kids super cool? Yeah, right? How chill are your kids? <laughs> <laughs> then they'll want to listen. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's Kids, just don't say these words around other kids or other kids' parents. And just cool. understand that we really mean them. These are words for the home. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or tech startups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be fine. Cool. Anything else you guys want to say about the show? I'm really excited. Like, this is, uh, I mean, I know you have a, a, a bevy of different podcasts to, you know, a, a get slew. those creative juices out a yeah metric slew mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's um not imperial. quite a few we talk about this stuff anyways but um i'm excited because it will be more people involved with it like usually it's just i, I mean i love talking about this stuff and i and i gush whenever i meet an, another person who is as into it as i am and 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 bryn is one of those people but i'm sure there's a ton more of people like us out there and having them involved in the conversation and you know feeding back and we're gonna record it every week after our weekly D and D game. So yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't nerdy enough, you'll be in we'll the be nerd, full, full geek mode, full nerd mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll change out Peak of my geek. cosplay before we record. <laughs> Your D and D cosplay. Yeah, yeah. How do you dress uh, as a halfling? Uh, I put the the shoes yes. on my knees <laughs> thing. You know, <laughs> I'll stop before I get offensive. <laughs> Okay, so titles. Vicarious, coming soon. Wait, did you say Vicarious? Vicarious. Oh, okay. I said titles at the oh, same time. Man, I got, okay, I got the stereo double thing. All coming right. to a podcast app near you near, What do you guys think about that, that name? Vicarious? Vicarious? Yeah. That's cool. Living Vicariously. We're going for single name titles. Yeah. Seems. That, that's our trend right now. Like design details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I've well, complained no about that enough exactly to like Brian. That, so, so speaking of uh, titles of podcasts, do you guys have a name for your podcast? We do. Segway. 
segue. That's nice. good. That's good. It's called uh, Immutable. That's a good name. We went back and forth for so long on names, and then I said that, and I was like, do you like it enough for me to go buy the URL? He's like, I already bought it. <laughs> What's the URL? Immutable.fm. Did we get vicarious.fm? We did. Boom. Oh my God, Badass. we have the coolest domain names, right? <laughs> Spec.fm. How is that going on that? Like, I guess there's just not a whole lot of podcasts. On the other hand... FMs are pretty expensive, too. We got vicarious like underscore FM for Twitter, which is the worst. Ah, uh, what the yeah. fuck, dude? There's well, there's three vicarious podcasts. The other two have not released an episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't either, but at least we have like two recorded. This kind of counts, right? Sure. This is our headgum episode. So Sam, what's I gotta say? Yeah, uh, Immutable is a great fucking name. Good job on that, guys. Yeah, yeah. it's all Bren. Yeah, good job, Bren. But what's it about? High five. What is it about? We've got. We decided we want to go segments. Yeah, I was thinking like I don't know anything about sports, but from being in airports and seeing ESPN playing or something. There's like the countdown and like people arguing about random stuff and then it like goes to the next one like ah crap let's go to the next one. It prevents it from getting boring. Yeah. So they're, we're like what do we want to do like we just like randomly talk for an hour like that would suck. So the idea is like five three minute segments of random things of like product reviews or random thoughts on certain things or Q&A from the community. Yeah we've done you a couple five, Q&A things. You said five three minute segments? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's going to be a 15 minute show. That's that's like bite size. Fifteen minutes plus intro and outro. Uh, we had a lot of requests for something shorter that would fill a short commute. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, thought it'd be some something appetizing. Mm-hmm. And hey, if people really like it and they like that short format, we can always do more of the short ones. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do like two week or something instead of like one. Fifteen minutes is one. really easy to pull off more of. Man, <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing I've found out from talking about ant-man is that time flies <laughs> <laughs> time flies just when like i'm talking uh, uh, oh well, we, poor we know the, the topics ahead of time so we have to kind of like pre like these are the important things i'm going to say because i only have three minutes like yeah it's like us. a it's like a bill o'reilly talking points type thing like that's hurtful yeah how much prep will go into like each will you prepare what you're going to say for those three minutes beforehand i mean or is we it probably be... record it three times in a row <laughs> that's about it yeah we just recorded it twice the other night and it was fine i had thought of a couple of them ahead of time but it was can you give us an example um we talked about motorcycle intercoms we sure which did. is really the important part for three minutes for three minutes who keeps time i mean it's what the people a want timer to does <laughs> <laughs> so if you, don't like I need, you need you a moderator just, do you want to do our podcast with us no <laughs> good because we weren't gonna let you yeah just get josh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sortino. Does he have a motorcycle? No. Does he like motorcycles? I don't know. I have no idea. Guys, you don't know anything about Josh Sorrentino. He called him Josh Sorrentino. I I said it wrong. Sorry, Josh. That guy's cool, too, though. Strong move, (laughs) Sofess. I'm all right with it. Trying to get Kristoff to get a motorcycle. After seeing Rogue Nation, he was like, oh, man, I might have to get one. Those BMWs. Gotta get those knee pads, though. (laughs) It's true. Important. God, that was so good. Yeah, right? It's a good movie. Uh, we great should probably stop ruining movies for people. That movie's great. It was great. Oh, that's not a spoiler. Yeah. I think it's in the trailer. It's a, yeah, it's in the poster. Yeah, in the trailer, too. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I saw Unless you're unsullied like me and don't watch it. I was riding a motorcycle past the motorcycle poster, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be another? I'm just like what? Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm pretty much Tom Cruise in a Cuban shirt, Basically. Right? Like, <laughs> but I want to get so immutable because the name is sort of related to... Some of the topics you guys want to talk about that includes technology, I mean, design, and development, right? For the most part, we're going to stick to design and development topics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
almost all the Q and a has been that we have, we've had a pretty good amount of questions. Um, most of the products are related at some level. So we talked about Apple music and we talked about, <laughs> we just did the motorcycle intercom thing. Cause we thought it was funny, but we talked about cameras, um, just things that were interesting to us at the moment. Like, Especially with that format, like, you can talk about anything for 15 minutes. It can get boring. Yeah. Three minutes of something is not much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even if you have nothing to say, you can talk for three minutes about something. It's so easy. We had it at five originally and then changed to three. I think it was a good move. Uh, we were going to do, like, five fives mm-hmm. or yeah. five threes? So five then fives. with intros and outros, it'd be, like, half an hour. Oh, sorry, three fives, I meant. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a good system. This was kind of what spec was made for was because we wanted to do some more things that we didn't know if they'd work. <laughs> like Your ad reads are going to be about the out. same length as <laughs> as the show. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> sausage. I'm, I'm showing how the sausage is made. So. <laughs> <laughs> be, the, it'll be pretty short. It'll be kept to a, um, a, a good ratio of content to advertisement. <laughs> so, Bryn, let's, that's a good segue into um, what's your vision for spec? Because you are putting a lot into it at this point. Oh man, I just want it to be everything that can help designers and developers get better. So we're doing some cool stuff. We built the Slack channel. Um, we're starting to do a weekly critique there. We're going to try and get some awesome designers in to moderate that, which would be really great. Um, one of the things that younger designers and specifically designers that work on like a one person team, like a lot of them tend to do, is they don't get to learn like critiquing skills and how to communicate about design. So if they can come in and learn from people who have been in the industry for a while, people they look up to because they know their names, things like that, I think that's a big win. And Wake has been awesome enough to just give us a free, like unlimited team so we can just bring people in. It can be like a safe place because people who don't have a login can't get into it anyway. Um, It's not like a dribble public thing where anyone can go look at your profile. It's just just the people who are in the Slack and involved in the system. So it'll be good, I think. Really cool. Yeah. I believe you mean Slack team. Slack team. That. Britain's super specific about codification. Slack we're, team. we're trying to come up with a pun for the um, weekly critique hour. Can oh, I'm good at puns. I made jokes about critical shit, but it didn't work. Oh, no, I get it. Because you put an S before critical, critical hit. hit. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> We Wait, okay, about so spectate. what's the context? What's the context? Oh, okay. Like, what, what, am I, what am I punning on? Once a week, Fridays at 1 p.m. East, uh, Pacific, because that's where we live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Pacific Ocean, right? Yep. So all day Friday before that, you can submit stuff to be critiqued. At 1, the actual thing happens, and you can get feedback on your work. What are people going to do if they're, um, say, at a full-time job? Me too. Was this like what if they're in Australia where it's thing? six sixteen on a or six o'clock on a Saturday morning? Australia is getting the brunt of it. <laughs> I love Australians. Which we're eating Tim Tams right now. We are eating. What the hell Tim-tams. is a Tim Tam? You've never had a Tim Tam? It's like the most Australian thing. It's, it's dark chocolate though. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. I dark, prefer the regular ones. Dark chocolate is the devil's chocolate. Complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> dark chocolate is the only chocolate I'll eat. But anyway. Um, well, because you don't like good things, you yeah, like yeah. you hate mm. sweet. Oh, that's I cool. have I have only sweet teeth. I have an you entire eat, mouth. You consume a lot of sugar for how insanely skinny you are. I do. My metabolism is on point. Cool. So if if people do want to get involved with that, um, we have a Slack team set up. You can just DM Spec FM on Twitter or DM Brin or I on Twitter. When you DM us 
include your email address. Send please. your email address. That's how we invite you. Um, but yeah, we'll add you, and we're we've got a few channels in the Slack uh, team room thing, and we will we chat about lots of stuff, and then that's where we'll organize some of these. We'll probably add some new channels critiques. for each of these shows too. So. Yeah, and we're having Q and A's there, so you can ask any questions that you want. And we will, if you have a question for like a specific guest or something, we can get them on the show and and talk about that kind of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. How about like um, destructive criticism? No, as a concept <laughs> or what? Ouch. <laughs> we're talking about names. We're talking about like critical shit. Destructive I mean, criticism. I mean, that sends the wrong message, though, right? It's a little negative. Oh, you don't want to? Oh, I mean, we were calling it shit, so I figured we're we're going with the with the funny yeah. negative. Uh, okay. I, was, I was gonna veto critical shit. So. Okay. I like spectating. That's a good one. I thought spectate was a good one. Spectate. Hmm. Well, it's but got spec in it. Yeah. We can bold that. <laughs> yeah. In case people <laughs> don't get it. Spec.fm slash tate. <laughs> <laughs> spec from the tate. Actually, can we do that? Done. I guess we can do it now. Spec.fm slash tate will That's <laughs> redirect you. Pretty funny. Maybe it's not live right now. But so a lot of people think that all we're doing is a network uh, for podcasts. That's not entirely what we're doing. We're working on a lot of community stuff and resources to just help improve um, like the process. Like I know how hard it was to start out with no community involvement in my design career at all. And getting involved has been the most meaningful thing. So I was like, well, let's make this easy for people. Let's, let's get them involved with the best in the business as quickly as possible. Yeah, there's no way I'd have the gig I have now if it wasn't for fortuitous meetings on dribble and twitter of like people who are already in the industry being nice and talking to me totally i actually don't know your path as a designer um it's long and circuitous but my like the 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 prologue to moving to california and getting the google gig was um uh dribble and twitter i met morgan knutson do you guys know Morgan? Uh, brenda i do yeah great guy um, he had just gotten a job at Google and was asking people, I, th- I think I had like, he had commented on something I put up on Dribble, and we started talking on Twitter, just like bullshitting back and forth. And, um, and I followed him and he followed me. So when the call, when he got the job at Google and, and wanted people to join him on the team, he put out a call on Twitter. It was like, anybody want to come to Mountain View and work with me, uh, at Google? I was like, yeah. So, um, I did well at the interviews, and the rest is history. Cool. You were working in Chicago at like I a- was. Yeah, I was working at um, of all things, I was working at a casino gaming company called WMS, which used to be Williams, which used to incorporate uh, Midway, which they used to make like uh, pinball Blitz. games and stuff. Yep, lots of stuff. Uh, but they made yeah, they made pinball games back in the day, and then. I think Midway split off and became more of a regular gaming company, which, you know, the Mortal Kombat and all that stuff. Um, and WM, or Williams became WMS, and they started making slot machines because, hey, there's money in slot machines, you guys. Um, WMS is like the flat design version of Williams. Basically. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The Web 2.0 version. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I just, it got me thinking about the logo, and their logo was horrible. There's an old logo and it was like really bad. And then they paid a bunch of money for this agency to like, you know, all ugh, edgy. <laughs> Actually, Edge was like part of the new uh, like tag line or whatever. Maximum like, Edge. It was basically, yeah, it was like this sharp uh, V shaped 
chrome metallic sharp uh you know a uh, thing that would come and swing and it had <laughs> and it had like the like this little <laughs> tune thing that sounded just like intel and i remember they unveiled it and they were so proud and i was like you guys paid money for a lot of nonsense but anyways former employer <laughs> actually i don't even think they exist anymore they got bought by a bigger company that got by a big, bigger company but yeah I, used to, I worked there for like eight years out of college. That was my first job out of college, and Google was my second. How long have you been at Google? Uh, a little over three, like three and a half. So you've got a pretty reliable track record compared to most tech workers. As far as like loyalty and not jumping year. around all the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very safe person. And so now switching to the longest term <laughs> employee I know. <laughs> my, uh, my previous job was just under 90 days, so good times. How do you deal with like taxes and health insurance and shit? That has to be a nightmare. So I'm married, so I have oh. health insurance is solved. Oh, okay. And then I have a really good tax guy. Oh. He's got a guy. Uh, they use him he's now my too. tax guy. He's, and he's, he's now my tax ta- guy. Oh, we <laughs> should talk after this. You should give me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wait, I can need... I get the referral bonus? No, screw you. <laughs> oh, you get a referral bonus? I didn't, you... I didn't pay for his services last year because I referred him like 30 people. He's great. Oh, Shout great. out to Andrew. Hey, if he's good, I mean, if you stick with him, like. Yeah, yeah he's CPA Andrew on Twitter. It's just, oh, that's wait, no, we can't do that. No, no. Hell yeah, we can. He's fantastic. Well. He can Is buy he already? Freelan- <laughs> freelancers. Is he young? If, or if you want like a... to get your taxes right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like do it all over email and he like, uh, and it's great. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, really yeah it's one of those things you just don't want to think about it. It's like, here, take my money and like he go make it literally be like done. mailed me a thing like sign this signature page and mail it to this address with an included envelope and I'll mail you a PDF, email you a PDF with the rest of it. I'm so, in. I, sign me up. I wasted so much time trying to figure out tax code just to set this spec thing up i imagine and he put me inside with andrew and it was like done they're like we'll handle all your stuff the 1099s the quarterly taxes or whatever like just eh, sure it's it's amazing it was incredible best. i was blown away at how much like that's such a big design problem and it's just yeah sure i mean i remember i i've owned a couple condos uh when i was in chicago bought one sold one bought one sold one um and i had the best uh, real estate agent and the best uh, real estate attorney. Like I trusted them implicitly. I'm like, just do your thing. Let me know if I need to sign something or answer a really tough question that only I can answer and you don't have the right to do or whatever. But like, I don't care. I don't want to know about it. Just make it happen. And they did it. It was like the, the best experience. That sounds very elitist. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Like it's not that expensive either. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. deal with selling property no i'm saying like just letting someone handle it is so much cheaper and it's such a better use of your time oh totally which is worth a lot yeah. more money yeah yeah yeah. oh absolutely and, it blew and, my the, mind. and like the mental anguish like i just don't want to think about it man yep yeah it's been good it's, yeah. it's one of the biggest like turning points in my career it was like just that just not having to deal with that anymore <laughs> This was like two weeks ago. I know it was amazing. <laughs> the largest turning point in so, my career. So much today. stress. Like I, for the longest time, I just I was known as a person who just didn't get worried about things. I didn't get excited about things. I was just like whatever. And this was something that was deeply concerning to me. And I was like, I don't get it. I'm probably getting it wrong. I'm probably screwing this over from the get go. And getting that, getting rid of that. Oh my god. I feel like best. that every year doing. Like, even using TurboTax, like, I'm doing this wrong. I'm going to jail. Like, no. I, I'm not doing anything on purpose, but, like, I'm, I'm probably fucking something up somewhere, and yep. I'm going to pay for it. I just found out that I screwed up my 2013 taxes, and I have to pay, like, tw- two grand back, so that's, that's fun. That's not too bad. Huh, that's it's a pain in the ass. It's a good party. 
as a contractor, I, I pay a little more. And, and I, I know, I know. Something. It's the worst. Something signing bonuses, whatever. Yeah, uh, right. Like, look all the money I have. Oh, this isn't actually my money. Yep. <laughs> I never do quarterly either. So every year, it's. Like, I feel so rich for nine months out yeah, of the right. year. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bank account. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been fine. I mean, like my previous longest job, I was a freelancer for like two years, and then before that, I worked for somewhere for like eleven months. Seesaw. Then yep, it was a on my own for five company for year and a half for that i don't know short stuff it's good do you just get bored or you don't want to like stagnate or get comfortable or yeah i definitely got bored the first couple and i feel like i'm definitely a lot better since i've like moved around so much and like done different things and most recently it's just like i don't like big companies i've learned so i'm not gonna do that anymore it's good to know that about yourself yeah (laughs) especially you are the smallest fastest company (laughs) just by yourself well i mean i'd say i worked there for you know, three months. And it's like the amount of stuff I could have built as a contractor in three months is like orders of magnitude greater than like the little things I did at Finmo. I, I think the lesson is like I'd rather make a bunch of stuff that I don't necessarily care about than make one thing that I do care about really slowly. Interesting. I don't know. Well, conversely, Marshall, how do you, how, how do you make this long-term employment work in terms of like staying excited about what you're working on, keeping things interesting? It seems like most designers have like a one to two year span. Eight years is four times as long as I've stayed at any one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now Google at three years. I feel like you're probably what more. You're, you've probably been at Google longer than what half the company. Uh, more than that, there's actually like a thing, an internal thing you can go to, a, mm-hmm. like an internal link that will tell you how what percentage of the company has been there longer. Than Do you know you. your percentage? Uh, it's more than fifty percent. Like yeah, so I think th- it's like thirty. Like I'm in. I'm. I've been there longer than seventy percent of the company, or something like that. Wow. Um. Yeah, it's only three years too. It's really not that long. I, I mean, I mentioned this earlier. I'm. I'm a very safe person. Like I. I don't take a ton of risks, and when I do take a risk, it's very calculated. Um. I like to set it and forget it, as twere. Um. Just like with the tax stuff, like, or like health insurance, health insurance, whatever happens to be. Like I. I just want to like get it set up. Make sure it's fine and then let it ride. Like all of my expenses are taken out of my, like I don't pay bills, like bills just get paid, you know? Um, So I'm that, I'm that type of person. But um, so in in Chicago, like, I mean, I was kind of ragging on it earlier, but like WMS is, was the best job as an artist that I could possibly have hoped for. Um, In Chicago, it was steady. Uh, You didn't get fired. Like I had a bunch of friends that I went to college with that ended up working at Midway uh, most of them over the years were let go. Like they'd work on a project for two, three, four years. It would launch and then they'd get fired because that's how the game industry works. And that was like, that was the thing everybody wanted to get into. It's like, that's the, you know, like that's a prestigious thing. Like I work at Midway or like I work at, you know, whatever game company is your favorite thing, um, but doesn't pay very well. It's not, it's not consistent work. Um, and you can kind of be guaranteed to get fired at the end of it. So WMS was the opposite of that. It paid really well. I started at like about the lowest. I started as an associate artist, which is like a level above intern. And over the years, worked my way up to like an associate lead, um, which is like, you know. Um, intern lead. An intern. Yeah, I, le- I led the interns. Um, that's not true. Uh, like one step before lead. And I would have been a lead, but the whole Google thing happened. But uh, so there I was like constantly trying to find... Like the the turnaround on games that we worked on was like very very short, so it was like six months instead of three years or whatever. So I was always working on a new product. Um, we got really interesting products. Like I worked on 
two. I worked on two Lord of the Rings games. I worked on Star Trek original series. I worked on Princess Bride. Um, a bunch of stuff like so the the a ton of Monopoly games. Uh, oh, the last thing I did was uh, Game of Life. And uh, yeah, no, yeah, Game of Life. Oh, anyways, so like it was it was a constant like there's a whole new thing and a whole new art style or whatever. And then at Google, like Google is you know, 50 companies in one, you can, if, if you don't like what you're working on, you can leave and go do something else within the company, to, totally different than what you're planning on doing. So there's never been a shortage of interesting things to work on. I started on G+, quickly backed away from that onto Hangouts, uh, then started working on another project that got canceled, and then uh, went over to YouTube, and now I've been at YouTube for like eight months or something like that. Um, so I have jumped around quite a bit. It just happens to be within the same company. Very fortunate. Yeah. You can build up a lot of like... Oh, go ahead. That sounds more like bearable. Like three and a half years doing the same thing sounds just terrible to me. No, no, no. And that's really what like making video games is. This is like polishing this one thing and mm-hmm. you better hope it's not a turd, you know? So Sam, conversely, you're now that you're going to start ramping up on some personal projects, right? What are you working on? Well, first I'm going to do a bunch of freelance to pay off some things and whatnot we were saving for a house which was part of the reason i took like a steadier job um but and you got a smaller apartment right yeah saving like 800 bucks a month which relative to my rent isn't like that much but it's still like hey that's 10 grand saving 800 dollars a month that's like someone's rent like that that was my rent in chicago yeah my my mortgage for my house in oklahoma was 740 jesus it's stupid here anyway um, isn't that he's so dumb just silly yeah. <laughs> well now that I feel 800 are, bucks rent here is like oh nice you're saving so you have 30%. five roommates though right <laughs> yeah 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 it's like now that I'm a freelancer it's like why don't I just like move to wherever I want I don't know but I, I, where you where'd you where'd you get a house I had a house in Oklahoma oh I, I thought you, you, you thought you were saving up yeah yeah buy. we're saving to buy here oh, but, but you haven't got but, anything yeah yet. we I don't know where are you looking like you stay up here you can go south bay or? definitely seven by seven like in in the mm-hmm. city Mm-hmm. We were looking in Berkeley, and there's some amazing stuff for like way cheap. The houses you showed Berkeley's me were across incredible. the bay, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was funny. Like after we were looking, like we were at a Fourth of July party, and I'm like, yeah, I was gonna go. This, like some guy we didn't know was like, I was gonna go to this party in Berkeley tonight, but it's all the way in Berkeley. So I came to this one, and we're like, okay, we need to not live in Berkeley. Like, <laughs> no one will ever come over. Across the bay matters less when you have a motorcycle. It's it's very easy to cross the bridge. Splitting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. It's it's really difficult to get people to come across in a car or that don't have a car well i mean uber right like that's how you're getting across or bart whatever right. i don't know i feel like a lot of my friends here like would just never come he moved like right Mm-mm. next door to me basically it takes which is nice. less than three minutes on a motorcycle yeah moving to the you know east bay is a great way to like only hang out with your friends in the east bay yeah 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 <laughs> well like my friends in south bay i've seen like twice since i've lived here in like four years um yeah cool. anyway so yeah personal projects um I have a couple things. They're all like B2B services, not consumer things. So you're building your own steady products. You yeah. want, it seems like you want steadiness, but you also want the freelance. Speed. I want to do whatever I want, right? I don't want to like have to like convince someone else that they should do something that I think is a good idea. I just like want to do it. It'd be faster for me to just do it than like convince someone they should build this thing I want them to build. So I don't know. The, the goal of all my new stuff is something that I can live off of. And not just like something for fun. Because I have tons of things I could work on for fun. I'd rather like do some hard work now and like build something sustainable. Um, especially like B2B, it's easier. Like one customer can pay like orders of magnitude more than any like individual would pay. Um, so this would be easier, I think. With some like 
So SLA like so caveats. like Slack is nine dollars a month, which is like a, a pretty good B two B product. Two thousand like employees, which is like say you have like two hundred ten person companies, which sounds like pretty easy to me. I don't maybe it's not, but that's like two hundred twenty grand a year. It's like well, that's that seems pretty like achievable. Mm-hmm. Like, like more than would pay all my expenses. So that's pre tax, I think. I forget the math, but well, how many Darun have? How many users? Hundred thousand. Yeah. So I mean, but there is free. I don't remember how many paid. Less than two thousand, I think. Maybe it was more. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. Um, I mean, Cheddar had like sixty thousand. I don't remember how many were paid either. But I don't know. I feel like getting like a lot of users isn't like that hard. I'm glad you have an accountant. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> you don't seem to be that great at numbers. <laughs> I, I'm not like worried about it because like freelance has always been fine for me. I've never like as a freelancer, I've never been like worried about like making rent or any of that sort of thing. Um, so I don't know. It's an amazing time to be a developer. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, you should. Learn. Well, you're more than just a developer. Like you have like the whole yeah you, skill set. You've got the I whole mean, package. Oh, <laughs> uh, my uh, like little <laughs> consulting thing I had. I'm with not Caleb trying to date was you called either. Full package. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to quantify like what exactly I do. So like some clients like totally get it and they want like all of my product input and design stuff. And then some people just like here's a spec like sit in program it's like you should hire someone else that, that's not fun i don't know versus like at a bigger company i feel like that's even like harder to explain like when i was interviewing at facebook a while back i was like trying to like say that and they like the the hiring manager kind of got it and then they're like recruiter came in and was like all right like wh- what are you interviewing for and i was like told her the little pitch she's like all right we well, need to pick a job on the website and we'll interview you for that i was like okay i'm gonna not work here because like i don't want to just like sit and type so that, which was kind of like ended up what happening at, at Venmo and doing other things was like a huge amount of effort. And it's like, I don't want to spend this much effort doing like design or whatever else product, whatever this is called. So I don't know. It's easier when it's just me because I can do whatever I want. It's a weird blurry line between uh, design and programming these days. Yeah. I mean like for our navigation redesign, I've been working on, um, I don't know, whatever, some stuff at Venmo. I did all of it in code. I didn't like do anything in Sketch besides like one button, which sucked. So, <laughs> but but I know a lot more developers who live in Sketch now, and a lot more designers who work in code at some level just to get the thing done. Like at some point, to get better, you have to move across that barrier. Yeah, I do spend a lot of time in Sketch. I mean, not for that specific thing, but well, I think at a certain point, anyways, you end up designing in code. Like once a product is far enough along, like even if you're not writing the code, the last because we're nearing launch, like the last several weeks I've spent just, you know, designing over engineer's shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, two pixels here and <laughs> around that corner and, you know, um, small caps, not all caps, Jesus, <laughs> all caps, 14 point, uh, on, on buttons and tab bars material <laughs> is everything Roboto. Yeah. So on brand, I really like material, man. Like, and that's, that's not even like as, um, as a Google employee, like, uh, it's a great like it appeals to my math sensibilities i suck at math but like i love order and consistency and you geometry know, units yeah yeah it's like uh, a cell is 48 dips high and then that connects to and then at the bottom of that that list of rows then you have an eight dip break and then you have a one dip divider and then another eight dip break and then the next you know like everything is systematically laid out yeah yeah exactly like i don't have to think love about it. it i just have to know the rules 
Or you can just look at it and know that that's 48. You don't have to like measure or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's great. As, yeah. as, as an engineer too, I can see the design and like know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The, that, that's the thing I'm, I've been trying to teach my team. Like, like you shouldn't have to ask me questions uh, about like what what's the spacing on this. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, you know a, 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 a interval of four or increment of four. Sorry, I get those two word, words mixed up. But um, increment of four, interval of four, whatever. It's gonna be fours, <laughs> four, eight, twelve, sixteen. You know, it's never gonna be fifteen and a half, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had some weird stuff. I've been using Zeppelin to hand stuff off to some contractors lately. I wish I could use that. It does rounding errors. It's weird. Really? So it keeps rounding like my 16 pixel, like whatever borders or margins or whatever. I don't know how to use a 16 pixel border, but my margins to like 15.79 or something like that, which is ridiculous because in Sketch, it's like 16. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's fucking 16. Integer. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I believe someone just made a Sketch plugin that will just remove all of the stupid decimals in sketch hmm, that's cool like you just, it just deletes any decimals you just run a hotkey and it rounds <laughs> it to the nearest whole integer yeah. the problem is when that's you nice. do like a rotation thing and then it changes well, the measurement maybe it ignores that but god that drives me bananas when you like draw a line that's at 15.2 lines are the worst part of sketch yeah yeah i don't actually Wait, are draw using, are you talking about like are like, you using the line tool or the rectangle tool yeah, so if you use a line tool, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. It's got to use a rectangle. Yeah, Correct. I just draw a one-dip tall rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> no, Yeah, because, like, it gives you these weird uh, coordinate va- instead of just, right. like, giving me X and Y and height and width. Right. It, it gives you, the, yeah, that's really hard to figure out. Do you out. use all the shape tools? I only ever use the rectangle tool. Circle very rarely, or ellipse. See, I'll just take a rectangle and make it a square Oval. and then round the corners because then I can change it back <laughs> if I want to later. It's fair. That's probably a smarter way to do it. I am fine using the rounded rec tool, but whatever. Yeah, that's what I do. It's the round rec tool. You just well, rectangle is a rectangle. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. Yeah, there's no. I mean, exactly. you can you can get straight to it's it. It's the same thing. Yeah. If you so, hit if you hit R, it'll draw it without rounded corners. If you hit U, it'll draw it with rounded corners. But it's the same thing. You can yeah. you can round a rectangle. Correct. Yep, yeah. Totally. No, I, that's all I use is the rectangle tool, and I'll just round the corners if I wanted a circle. Hmm. Hmm. I haven't used Sketch in like five weeks. So I'm a little nervous. It hasn't been yeah, five it's like, weeks. It's like riding a bike. It's like playing a piano, man. Like, my fingers just do what they do. Piano, man? Yeah, totally. You play piano? Yeah, I did. I, I took uh, piano lessons for two years when I was a kid. Kid. A little kid. Like, 80 years ago. I did three years, and I forgot it all. What is that in steak fry years? <laughs> yeah, right. I think it was good. Divide by seven. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, c- I could probably still bust out for Elise if I, uh, if I was forced to. If I had a gun to my head, I could probably... Pick up those chopsticks. Yeah, that's ba- that's baby time, man. Like that's easy. The only one I ever learned was uh, "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," I think. So mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> super impressive. Is there anything going on in <laughs> in the design development world right now that that you guys want to talk about, so we can keep this show somewhat on topic? Actually, so I was in the Slack team today, and I learned that people don't know how to use pages. People aren't using pages. They're doing all their artboards on one page. Teach us the ways, oh. Bryn. And that makes me fairly distraught. Do they not know about it? Or they just don't find the it usefulness? It seemed that, that, that many of them knew about it. They just didn't know what to use them for. You know what that's like? That's like opening a new window every time you go to a new site instead of having several tabs in one window. Yeah, but... Instead of instead Actually, of it's kind of the opposite. It's the opposite, but it's the <laughs> yeah. idea of like you can. But do like this you're better. using it wrong. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. could be more efficient with this. Yeah. Instead of That's using a bad analogy, 
instead of using tabs like they should, they were trying to put all of their sites in one tab, mm-hmm. which is weird. But oh yeah, that's more like yeah, that's more like just n- only keeping one tab and one window open, and just like yeah, never never having more than one tab. Well, so how do you use Pages then? So this was brought up because people were talking about how they do file arrangement, mm-hmm. management, whatever. We've talked about this, right? And we were talking about um, Karam Sewer's system, which is pretty popular. He did a, a shot on Dribble that is a thousand and whatever, more than a thousand views. It's it's a great little shot. It's awesome. But on the other hand, it's built for PSDs. It's not built for Sketch, which is kind of the world we live in right now. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does. Sorry, but... YouTube does, man. I, I came in as a Photoshop guy, and I, I was forced to... I called it uh, Keynote Pro for the longest time, because that was how I felt about it. But now I love it. But yeah, like coming in as a Photoshop guy, and everybody at YouTube uses Sketch. And so if you want to share files with anybody, guess what you're using? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you use Pages and Marshall? The right way. Which is? I don't know. I don't know if it's the right way. It works for me, though. Um so each page is a different part of the app. So I'll use YouTube Gaming as an example. So I have I have a page for channel pages, and I have a page for the watch page. I have a page for game pages, um, uh, one for like notifications, one one for the home feed, and then within that I have rows for each flow associated with that page so so like yeah and, and if you have an artboard is uh, if it is in line horizontally with like mocks usually from left to right in a flow and then those are in rows so with several f- flows per row or sorry one flow per row several rows per page several pages per document is that how you do it just get back to karen's thing just to explain what oh, that sorry, is I didn't mean to... no you're good um he has Here's a, a layout. We'll put this in the show notes, but it's the file name. So the example he gives is a contact page. Mm. Um, and then the platform, which is mobile in the case he gives. So contact page on mobile device, direction one, iteration A. So he's got these four variables in a name and then the file extension. Right? And it, this is already four layers deep into a folder structure. So he has client name and then platform and then resources, wireframe design and delivery on one level. And inside design is PSD and PNG. Okay. That's that's pretty intensive in my opinion. But it's similar to how I work. So, well, I don't have clients. So <laughs> I do the product as the folder. Inside that, I do iterations as 01 web, 02 web, 01 iOS, 02 iOS, 01 Android, 02 Android. And then inside those, there's a page for each main view. And that includes each flow and each static view of, of a page or of a view. Sorry. Anything that's non-final gets moved into like a UI tests page where I'm, I was trying things out. They didn't work out. They get pulled out instead of creating a new final page. Because what, what I don't want to do is make a final file. Final web one, whatever, because that's not final in two days. Right. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. final two a really yeah. final this time. I should I should actually call that file unfinal or that page unfinal unfinal instead of UI tests. I have a I have a. F- I have a uh, throwaway, like a junk drawer page that mm-hmm. I use, like a miscellaneous page or like an unused page or something like that, that like I don't want to throw away this work because maybe it'll come back. I'll want to use it later, a component from it, you know, so I don't want to delete it, but I'll yeah. just throw it in an unused page. So for certain elements of a flow, I will tend to 
um, make one artboard with all the variations of it on it. What? So, oh, they, so they all get exported Photoshop. together. So what I want is to... I use Zeppelin, like I mentioned, um, especially when handling off, handing off to contractors. I want all of those artboards, what, what would normally be artboards, to be in one piece so they can see all the states at once. That's why I put them all on one artboard instead of in separate artboards. I don't want to have to arrange the artboards in Zeppelin to make that all like in order. I guess I don't know how Zeppelin... I've never had an opportunity to use So it Zeppelin cause... exports by artboard into a document and it, it does automatic like dynamic redlining. All right. I switched to that method. It used to be one artboard per view, inc- like including in a flow, what it would look like, but or state. I do it Marshall's way. I do it Good Marshall's man. way too, actually. And I, I forgot to mention that I have one sketch file per platform. So I have, I have a a project folder inside the project folder. I have assets and mocks, and I think I have something else. But then inside mocks, I have source and um output inside source i have four sketch files like web android or i guess more web android phone android tablet iphone i ipad so like one for each and then the the output is the pings or yeah yeah okay svgs man so (laughs) i thought about that like as a actual not just for assets but for the full file like the full saved out mock is for uh, I just SVG? use SVGs as assets. I use sketch files for everything else. Because oh, okay. they get converted anyway, so if you make changes, it like saves the sketch anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're using Illustrator, then like SVGs are fine. So I put all of my, I guess, what is it called? Exports? Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking of them as bounces because it's the audio file term <laughs> when you finish something. But um, I've never heard that before. I That's put those funny. into the assets. So I put those into assets final. But I have, I have an assets folder like you mentioned. I don't have any extra folders. I just have the assets folder and then the uh, sketch files that's it I, I don't need an extra folder there it's just like this is what it all is but yeah, i always I search in alfred too so i see the project name and then which platform it is as the file name and that's it so if i search for I, and i try to keep all my different platforms at kind of version parity so if i'm working on version four i just search zero four and all of them come up and it just tells me in the like short text version of whatever the the breadcrumb is which project it is hmm yeah, I don't I don't version because Sketch has like reverting abilities like you can go back in time and, and pull stuff but like man I just I just move forward man. <laughs> yeah, I don't version either. Yeah, I just I like I if if I need to do, redo something like I said I'll 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 dupe the artboard, drag the dupe into the unused page, leave it there to rot for eternity and then you know when I'm done or whatever I'll I'll clear out that page if necessary but like I just like overwrite my shit, and if I need to go back, I'll just go back. You know, use like the well, sketches time machine thing or whatever. Are, are you versioning for releases or just iterations of your existing idea? Like, for example, you release 1.0 of the app, and that's actually 1.0 oh, in okay. the app. So store. Yeah, yeah, I did. That makes sense. So my zero one right now was our first beta, like right after I joined the team. Yeah, zero two was our second beta. After we took into account a lot of feedback, zero three is the beta that is currently out. And then I'll bounce back to zero one and move those into an archive folder when we actually release. So then, when you get to zero four, will you just duplicate the zero three sketch file and go f- and iterate upon that, just so I, you have the archive? So there are some pieces that I like to keep, um, but generally I try to start off fresh whenever I'm doing a major redesign because it'll let me get rid of all the bad ideas and just keep like the good ideas stick in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. That's, 
that's something that stuck with me when we talked to Chris Kalani. Yep. It's like, just dump the file. Yep. And so I'll tend to um, copy and paste things that I need. That's fine. But I'll start with a fresh file. I like that. Yeah, I do the same. I actually just did this a few days ago. So like we're we're nearing the end, of, you know, of the production cycle. And it's, it gets to the point where like I, there's so much overhead. All of the different artboards are in this thing. And like some of them are used and some of them aren't. Some changed after I actually exported the mock and like, you know, changed them, you know, with Eng, like, you know, standing over shoulders. So like, I'm like, well, this isn't actually right. If, you know, like they'll look at it, like I'll have an engineer like say, hey, I looked at the mock and it looks like this, but you told me this thing. And like, yeah, that mock is old. Just do the thing I said. And eventually it's like, okay, I need to clear the slate and just redo everything current. And that's so cathartic. I did this like two days ago. Oh, and I, I, did, I redesigned the entire app like in a day or two because I, you know, I knew exactly what the end goal was and like, you know, what things it hurts to start that process. But as soon as you get into it, it's like, oh, it's finally on parity. Oh, no, I I was looking forward to it. Couldn't this problem be solved with uh, some sort of combination of symbols or probably better structurally would be writing it in code? Yeah, some combination of code being 100% code. Do you uh, you use sketch very often, right? I usually sketch for like earlier in the process like what does this even do like what's like the hierarchy Mm -hmm. and then after that i usually like don't use it as much except for like specific like this one control is like really like detailed or something and sometimes i'll do it in sketch over code just Uh, to like bang it out real quick it depends if if i'm working with someone else on it or like a designer is like looking at or a pm or something then like i'll do it in sketch because it's easier for them to see like work in progress or iterations versus like code it's more abstract to them but you probably Um, don't get too deep with like uh text styles and symbols and stuff like that yeah that's i mean to me that's a waste of time because even if it's like wrong you can just like it's in code all in one spot anyway yeah you're doing class i mean you're doing code classes which is basically what that is anyway yeah exactly so i don't know for like uh, i've only done like two big projects in design so i'm definitely not as experienced yeah to talk about this sort of thing but in my normal work i'll have just like one folder of stuff because assets for me is like in my code it's not with the design files so just like four sketch files or something of like different platforms. Uh, pages and artboards like we talked about. I think one of the big things that will make sketch so much better is just having some sort of like dynamic knowing of where things are next to each other. For example, you have table cells or whatever, and you have avatars. Maybe you want to change the size of avatars, but all of a sudden now you're padding to the right of it's all fucked up, right? If you've <laughs> reduced, reduced it or increased it, you should just be able to like say, here's this avatar and i want the padding around it yeah auto layout flexbox whatever you want to call it like that would be that would make my life so much easier because because working with material like all those rules are i know all of them there's no there's no like fiddling like uh maybe i'll do 12 maybe i'll do six no it's fucking 16 every time you know like Mm -hmm. um that would be a huge lifesaver but i don't know how you build that into a file like i believe that's called a web browser you can do Basically. it. Basically, I mean, Xcode does it too with auto layout. Like, it's a little more involved, but you can design like visually an interface builder with auto layout. Yeah. I don't know. I had a friend that was thinking about doing something like on top of Xcode for designers, for spe- specifically for this problem. Um, it's a pretty big thing, though. Yeah, that's a huge undertaking. Jeez. Anyway. But yeah, but can you imagine like a cross between Sketch and Interface Builder? Um, someone work on that. Someone some, start doing someone's that. working on that. I think oh, we right. actually- Interface Builder has bad color. Wait, we actually talked about this in an episode. Um, it was like di- someone wrote a blog post called Dynamic Layouts in Sketch. Are you talking about Pucket? No, it was Mate's thing. Oh, Mate Rescat? Yeah. Rescat? 
He's a Facebook designer. Yeah, I feel like Facebook would have something for this already. Designing like Brian, tell us. Mate Fresca. <laughs> yeah, oh, exploring just... dynamic layout and sketch. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This needs he built to be... a flexbox thing for sketch. Nice. This is exactly it. But this needs to be built into Sketch, is all I'm saying. Yeah, because he's literally typing the text fields to fix it, which is a weird uh, thing. This is, I mean, the output is good, but I don't want to write code. The solution is not good, <laughs> but but the outcome is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really awesome I mean, Brett Victor talk it. about this. Have you guys seen this? What is it? Um, I forget what it's called. It's. Are you talking about Stop Drawing Dead Fish, or are you talking about the Playgrounds E1? He has one where he's like generating like crazy geometry without code. It's all like constraint based. I forget the title of it. I don't remember this one. We'll we'll have to put a link. It's spectacular though. It's basically this. He built... Anything Brett Victor is amazing. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with his work? Yeah, I saw the I saw the fish thing. I think I even saw the one it was like um a platformer thing where he was like I think it was playgrounds or something where he was like uh, adjusting the height of a jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. So it's it's similar to that talk, but cool. like very. It's more like sketchy looking. Cool. Yeah, Super sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's like here's all this theoretical work. Okay. It's like oh man, I want this to be real. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. In due time. That's a good name for a sketch based podcast too. But sketchy. If Super I sketchy. had unlimited money, I would throw it at Brett Victor. That's a good bet. I, I feel like he takes the problem one step beyond the obvious solution to something that's like oh well duh but you i don't know anyone who would think of it that way before seeing his stuff it blows my mind links in the show notes yes anything else you guys want to chat about before we go i can tell you how i structure my code it's not that exciting though yeah i'd be interested to hear that yeah okay so i have a code folder in my home folder it's called code hmm good 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 name yeah interesting so most of my stuff is like on GitHub, so I think of it like as like GitHub organization. So you have like the user or organization or whatever. So I have folders for all of those, and then inside I have all the repos like by their name on GitHub. So it's like matches, uh, which is nice. Um, so you can kind of keep things organized. Like all my work stuff is all like in the Venmo folder, and everything else is separate. And then inside I have a folder per, per target. So a target would be like iPhone app or watch extension or um, whatever else. Obviously, like if it's a Rails app, it's a very specific structure. That's like Rails structure. Um, but for anything iOS, like all the different like frameworks, a separate thing, or like tests are a separate thing inside the target, and then resources are all just separate. So like all the images and whatnot. I don't know. It's all very like hierarchical, but pretty flat. It's like any source file is going to be like four levels deep at the absolute most, and that's from like my home folder. So or five, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, like like from your tilde folder. And, yes, exactly. So one of the things I don't fully understand about code is running tests. I've never had to do one, but I've always wondered why there aren't design tests too. Because <laughs> when, when you hand off something like in a feedback channel or a critique or something and be like, well, why didn't you think of this? Having some kind of automated test for design work seems like a no-brainer. Like that would save you that whole process. It, would, it wouldn't kill your um, mm, momentum. Can, can you give an example? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how this works. Well, I mean, you could say, you know, you want your padding to be always 16 or something like that. And mm-hmm. you like, they implement it and it's 15. You're like, what the heck, freaking 16. Or if, if you oh, start yeah. a new version of, of a document. So say I go from 02 web to 03 web and I forget a certain feature. And it's like, well, where the fuck is it? Instead of someone else telling me this. Oh. Keeping so it you're talking the about process. tests for the design, 
not yeah. uh, like you need to have a layer like, named this before it even gets to end. Yeah, interesting. So at least in my world, um, we don't do UI tests hardly ever, if at all. Mm-hmm. Most of it's like I hit the API and got something back. Do I get the object out that I expected? Or yeah, did or it crash or not? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, now with Swift, actually, it's like since it's so deterministic, it's like amazing. And writing tests is like the most spectacular thing. I like write way more tests now. Um, cause if the test pass and it's in Swift, it's probably not going to crash. Um, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But anyway, UI tests suck because the computer can't see and doesn't know if this looks bad or if like, it's not even on the screen. Like you can test for it's not on the screen, but like, is the font what I wanted? Like, well, I don't know. Can I read it or not? Like the computer can't know. Cause if it could, like we wouldn't have this problem in the first place. But if you could put in a spec and hmm. like a style nice. guide as nice. tests, so there's a test thing, against those. There's a thing called cucumber. I guess familiar with that. No. So right. it's like a it's a Rails thing, but it's been adapted to like tons of languages now. Um, you write like plain English, uh, like as a user, I should be able to log in, and then you give it steps. Like first, I want to type my username in the username text. Like that's like, literally what you would type, like plain English. Uh, you have to like indent it all correctly to like make sense. But white space delimited. I mean, it's like it's super like human readable. That's what it's designed for. And then you have to write like backing code. So like, enter text field. Like okay, that means like you know, jQuery, find a thing and like fill, you know, whatever, like however you want to do it. So there's things for that for like iOS. I think it's called like, I forget what it's called. Whatever. There's a bunch of these for all all kinds of platforms. And I could see someone making one for a sketch, but in practice, it sounds like this amazing, like some product manager can write like all the like requirements in plain English, which sounds like this magical thing. And then engineering can use it, but in practice it's terrible because they're like really brittle because it's like, Writing tests in plain English is stupid. That's not like how you talk to computers. So it, I don't you know. You write them I, all in binary. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like it's it's really cumbersome in practice. So I think doing this with design, especially like you should have a button that's red. You're like, well, now we changed our styles. We have to update all of the tests. So I think it, it's like super brittle. Versus like getting something from the API is not going to change, and that's like super important. So like writing tests for that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Or like I wrote a number pad for our Apple Watch app at Venmo. And, you push like one three, the value should be thirteen. Like that's actually like kind of complicated underneath. Like, but that's easy to test. Like, push one, push three, is the value thirteen? Like, yes or no? Like visually, I don't care, but I don't know. It's, I don't know. I I think it would be easy for someone to make a sketch plugin for like a cucumbery sort of thing. Like, specify your features and then like have some way to describe how to find them. Hmm. Um, but I feel like it would be a huge pain, and you would hate it right away. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as far as visual tests go, I was going to make a bad joke earlier about, like, it's just my eyeballs. <laughs> like, I, I'm not worried about the, the visual appeal of it. I'm just, like, making sure all the features are there and making sure they they match up with the style guide. Like, if there's not a rule for this thing, that's fine. But if there is a rule for it and I didn't match it, get it together, man. Like, no, this is, this isn't, this is a layer called Avatar, and it's not... 16 it's not dips. a blue it's not 40 by 40 tall tiger it's person. Not 16 dips from the left edge of the artboard yeah yeah you could probably do that i don't know i've gotten relatively good at telling you know within a pixel if something is the right spacing or whatever mm-hmm. like um i mean that's that's fairly easy at some point but i think in but, practice yeah. all that's a waste of time right because like engineering wise like they have some like avatar view they're gonna use everywhere and it's gonna be the same size everywhere like it would be, maybe, I mean, maybe your engineering is like crazy town, but like if you have like a 48 thing and it's like a 47 in one spot, like 
what are you doing? Like, you not, shouldn't be able to no, even make no. that mistake. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, they're, yeah, you should be pulling from a single UI table view cell. Right. You know, like, yeah. I well, build I mean, a lot of UI kits too. That's that's one of the things is I copy things everywhere and I use Sketch Data Populator to fill them in. Which and is this, this is what I was going to say earlier. Like, do you guys use like make sticker sheets? I don't use the term sticker sheet because that's weird. But I did it in Photoshop it? days, like exclusively. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I don't know the term. That's um, what the material design like UI kit is called. What do you call? What do you call it? UI kits. I mean, there's a thing called oh, UI kit. Oh, I see there it is. already. Yep. Um, yeah, sticker sheet. I mean, you know what a sticker sheet is? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah the puffy you. stickers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like, and it basically looks like that, where you have um, all the icons and elements, just components that are going to be used in your thing. So if you're building an interface. You just grab, oh, this is what a, a channel row looks like. So I just grab that and then duplicate that within. But like, you're always pulling from the same source. It's basically classes, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, totally how engineering would think of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we have like a whatever row. Like, there's a thing for that. Like, mm-hmm. at first, like when you're giving stuff, especially if it's new, like if it wasn't material, everything needs to be like exactly pixel perfect. But I think now that like, since you know things are going to be like multiples of four and whatnot, like, you don't need, it can always like, it can be more fuzzy. Like it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you care, like for if you're making like marketing screenshots or something, then sure. But I mean, it'd be better to take like production screenshots anyway. Um, but I feel like there's really no reason ever besides the beginning of a project to have <laughs> Marshall shaking his head. I just got done doing so many, so many app store and play store screenshots. <laughs> uh, Launch kit. Launch kit, dude. Uh, what? <laughs> We're about to we'll change put your life. Don't worry about it. Oh, nice. Uh, is there a thing? Uh, is there a thing I should know about? Changing your life is probably over. It has to be out, like, in the App Store. Or I guess not, maybe not now. No. Anyway. It doesn't. Sorry. Anyway. Um, this is how engineers think about it. Yeah, so, like, once it's done, like, it doesn't really matter at all. Like, it can all be, like, kind of okay. And, like, I know that this is an avatar view, and I don't really care, like, even what size is. It's, like, which... I have all these sizes named. Like, this is the medium avatar. Great. Like, I don't care. If you're, like, slightly wrong, it doesn't matter. Like... You could draw it on napkins at this point, and it's fine. Like, once we have our style defined. And, like, obviously, Google, you absolutely have that because it's material. Um, so, I don't know. Like, all this sort of stuff is, like, oh, designers are, like, over there wasting their time. Like, redesigning and all, so it's, like, all of today. Like, who cares? Like, I don't but even need that But I think this is a stuff. major problem. Like, there's a reason I do... There's a reason for everything that I do. Like, there, I, I don't choose a single pixel on the screen without a reason for it. Like, if it's if it's there, I have a... I better have a fucking reason for it because if an engineer asks me, like, the the answer for why is this here or why is this this way should never be, uh, like, that's never a good answer. Like, you better be able to back up that decision with at least one reasonable, uh, you know, uh, like, justification from yeah. PM or, or whatever it happens to be or whether it's just a personal opinion, but, like, you should just be like, ah, I mean, I put it, I put it there because I needed to go somewhere. It looked like, dope. Yeah, right. <laughs> Brent says had a lot at work. I, uh, I do not, but thank you. <laughs> this looks dope. It's dope, sick. <laughs> All right, and that's the end of our show. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Well done. <laughs> it sounds like a cocaine-like overdose. Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a new drug that hasn't been invented yet. It's like <laughs> dope, sick. You on that? Yeah. Invented sick. in Southern California. Anyway, Good. thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, thanks for having <laughs> anything, you want, anything you guys want to plug before we go? Uh, if you want an iOS contractor, I'm, I know a guy looking for work currently. And if you want a new 15 minute podcast, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> there's a one. There's a there's a thing for that. 
Uh, immutable. Immutable sounds sounds good. Not unmutable. You can still do that, Im- but it's mutable. immutable. Yeah, can't and take it back. Some pop culture thoughts. Vicarious. We, we got that for you. Boom. Like that vicarious announcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at vicarious underscore fm, the best Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, it hurts we, me. Inside. We need to put avatars and stuff up there. They're both eggs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we got to finalize the album art first. <gasps> I'm the first person to follow Vicarious Podcast. Oh, I sh- I'm not even on it. <laughs> Don't search for Vicarious Podcast. Are you following you me? You will find two other things before us. And you guys are oh, Immutable FM. I'm the first person to follow We're both, both of them. We're both purple eggs. That's funny. And they I'm the first the person color. to follow both of them. So Hawkeye. I beat Thanks, you buddy. guys all. Oh. High fives. <laughs> um, yeah, at Marshall Bach. M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-B-O-C-K. Okay, no one can listen that fast. <laughs> you don't know how to spell? <laughs> it's Marshall as in martial arts. <laughs> Mars Hall B-O-C-K. Everyone, I see the smoke coming out of all of your ears. Mars Hall Bach. Like doing the math. Yeah, Mars. Plus a hall. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, you guys. Uh, we'll have a couple new shows out for people soon, which will be pretty great. Brian, why aren't you doing a new show? No time. I don't know. How Facebook you do. is ruining everything. I now know how to use Sketch. You just learned. You never knew before, right? That was uh, that was a pretty good lesson. Thanks for teaching me. <laughs> it was interesting seeing that other people do it differently and just kind of talking through the differences and the values of each pluses to minuses. Pros to cons. The ups and downs. Yes. The ins and outs. Correct. The lefts and rights. Let's just keep going on this train. Overs and unders. I like this train. It's a good one. Get on it. We hope you also learned something. If you did and want to chat about it, DM Burnerai on Twitter or DM Design Details FM on Twitter. Or Marshall or Sam. Or Marshall or Sam. Just hit them up. I don't know if they have open DMs, so just tweet at them. But if you send us your email address, we will invite you to our Slack team where you can chat with us directly, chat with other listeners before, during, and after the show. We're having a lot of fun chatting in there and uh, taking questions. We did a Q&A beforehand this time. Yep. It was pretty great. So again, just DM us on Twitter and we will invite you to our Slack team. Before we go, we want to thank our two awesome sponsors. Once again, this show is sponsored by Hired.com. Software engineers and designers can get five plus job offers in a week. Each offer has salary and equity up front. And if you get a job, they'll give you a $2,000 thank you bonus. But that's just normally. If you do it through us, Design Details, and use our code, you get double that to $4,000 when you accept a job. So you get a job and you get four grand just spending money, I guess. Whatever. Cash. That cold, hard design details cash. <laughs> just go to hired.com slash design details. That'll let them know you came from the show. That'll tell them that we're worth sponsoring again. That'll help you get a job and four grand. So win-win. We love them. It's great. Hired.com. Thank you once again for sponsoring the show. Our second sponsor, Code School. If you want to learn to code, codeschool.com is the best place to do it. It's an online learning destination to help new and existing developers uh, learn to code, brush up on code skills. Uh, you can dive into things like JavaScript, Ruby, Git, HTML and CSS, and iOS. If you've been wanting to learn, but just keep pushing it off, go to codeschool.com slash design details and you can get more information and actually start playing courses to learn how to code. It's an amazing product. We love them and we really appreciate them sponsoring design details. So once again, thanks to codeschool.com. We'll see you on Monday.